Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Hello, today, Savvy Souls, we're going to talk about how not to be perfect. And why am I talking about this? It's because if we coach together, my guess is you'd eventually confide in me that you're a perfectionist. Why do I say this? Because most of my clients eventually do that. And most of my friends and most of my coaching peers and most of my former lawyer friends. And I think you kind of get the idea. I think this is a belief a lot of us uh, hold about ourselves. A lot of us make this confession with, I think, a hint of pride. We think being a perfectionist means that we're people who have high standards of excellence. We don't go halfway. We take pride in what we do. We want to get it right. And in a way, who could argue with any of these things? But that's not really what a perfectionist is. It's not being someone who does things well. It's being someone with an intense need to do things perfectly, always, and preferably the first time. It's being a person who demands perfection of herself and others. It's us refusing to do or accept anything that's not as good as it could be if we could have got it 100% right. Perfectionism doesn't manifest most directly as excellence, as a lot of us think. It usually manifests more as criticism. When we're perfectionists, think about it, we spend a lot of our time criticizing ourselves and often also other people. There's a bit of an overlay of moral superiority to our perfectionism. I was looking up a dictionary definition and it talks about having a sense of high moral fiber, which kind of appealed to me because um, that sentence, because I'm in the midst of binge watching Down, Downton Abbey on Netflix, and I'm starting to think in the language of 1920s aristocracy. So hopefully I won't do that a lot on this episode. Anyway, being a perfectionist is not morally superior, and it definitely is not something to strive for once we understand the implications, which I'm going to share with you today. And when I'm talking about the attitudes we have as perfectionists, I want you to know I say this with so much kindness and understanding, because I'm one of those people who used to take pride in confessing my own perfectionism. I used to believe that my demanding standards were what made me successful, and I was wrong. What's really true is perfectionism and criticism go hand in hand, but criticizing ourselves or other people won't help us to be successful 
or happy or feel fulfilled or bring us anything else good in life. And here's why. So I want you to imagine the last time your perfectionism kicked in. So let's take an imaginary scenario. Maybe you were hosting a dinner party and you wanted the dinner to be absolutely perfect. You wanted to have a variety of different and delicious dishes that catered to all the various diets that you researched ahead about your guests. You wanted the courses well-timed and ready at the planned times. You wanted your house beautifully clean and some fresh flowers everywhere would be a nice touch. You started to feel pressured as you orchestrated everything. When you couldn't find a special ingredient, you spent a whole extra hour driving across town to get it. And then one dish was so much harder than you had expected it would take. And it took an extra 40 minutes to prepare. And then your friend got the time wrong and showed up half an hour early when your kitchen was still messy and you felt frazzled and anxious and you couldn't even celebrate the extra time with her. In fact, you resented her for it a little bit because you needed to think you had so many things to do. And as guests arrived, you focused on the next thing you had to do. You would look at them and you talk to them, but you'd be thinking about that next thing. Oh my God, you forgot to cool the wine. You spent the whole evening trying to keep it all together. And when everyone left, you sighed in relief. It was finally over. And you realized you didn't have very much fun, but most of the dinner was on time and well turned out as you'd planned. Okay, so does this scenario sound a little bit over detailed? Well, that's because as an example of how I used to approach dinner parties with my perfectionist self. Now, on reflection, I know my guests would have enjoyed my dinner parties so much more if I'd felt more relaxed, easygoing, and welcoming, rather than being so focused on getting it perfect. And I definitely would have been willing to have more dinner parties than I did. It just took so long. And I found I spent most of my evenings fussing about all the details instead of relaxing and enjoying my guests. And I was always so exhausted afterwards, always swore it would be the last one I would do. So this is an example of what life feels like when we let our perfectionist selves guide our choices. We're so busy trying to get it right that we don't stop to enjoy life. So there's this general lack of enjoyment when we're perfectionists. And then there's something even more insidious about being a perfectionist. And it's the self-criticism associated with perfectionism that stops us in our tracks from living the life we want. When we need to be perfect all the time, the prospect of failing is so terrifying. Failing's the opposite of being perfect, right? We think that if we fail at something, we'll have trouble looking in the mirror. So as perfectionists, I find that we do everything humanly possible to avoid the shame that we're so afraid of feeling, the shame really of just being a normal human being. So here's the rub. Trying and failing is actually the best and quickest route to your dreams. We need to grow and expand to achieve the life we want and 
ask any wildly successful person in any field or profession, and they'll definitely have failed along the way because that's what you need to do to grow and expand. They'll definitely have some things that didn't turn out well for them, some experiments they tried that didn't work. And what I find is in each case, the most successful people don't linger in the shame and defeat because they don't expect to be perfect. They expect only to try things, to succeed in some things and learn a thing or two other times. So they're willing to keep trying and to not be perfect. They know that experimenting when they don't know how and don't know the outcome will yield them the biggest lessons and the most important teachings, even though they're going to get it wrong a bunch of times. Their sights, in short, are on the long game. They're willing to fail as often as they need to get to that long-term goal. And to do that, they are willing to be imperfect. So in future podcast episodes, I'll probably go on a few anti-perfectionist rants, I expect. It's perfectionism is something that I've struggled with a lot myself over the years and my clients and friends struggle with. But I think today what I've said is a good start to my efforts to persuade you to start at least rethinking the pride you take in your perfectionism because you'll enjoy life a lot more if you drop it. That's guaranteed. If you let go of that notion that you need to be perfect. And secondly, you're actually a lot more likely to achieve your highest level dreams because you'll be so much more willing to experiment and try things out and fail and get things wrong. So savvy souls, what I want this episode to be is your first lesson in how not to be perfect. It starts with the most important step, which is to stop believing that being perfect is a good thing. You can start to believe this by noticing how you feel each time you strive to be perfect. When you feel this way, how does this cause you to show up? What's your equivalent to my dinner party story? What activities do you not enjoy because you criticize yourself for not being good enough, for not doing it right? Even though you don't even usually know what good enough or right even means. And then look at each thing you identified, each area where you're trying to be perfect and ask, what would this experience feel like if there were nothing I needed to achieve or prove? If I could just relax my standards and enjoy this more, how could this experience be different? How could I make it different? Secondly, I want you to notice each time that you hesitate to try something new or you don't do it at all because you're afraid you won't be good enough. Notice each time your brain tells you, oh, you'll suck. You're going to embarrass yourself. You don't have the talent. You don't know enough. You're not smart enough, or skilled enough, or courageous enough to succeed. Notice how you don't want to even try when you talk to yourself like this. And so try telling yourself instead, I could learn something here, whether I succeed or fail. 
and I'm going to have my own back no matter what. And this is exactly how I can build the skill or talent or knowledge or capabilities I need and I'm willing to fail along the way. So my biggest wish for you this week is to have so much fun being imperfect. Embrace your imperfection. Enjoy what you're doing. Stretch yourself by trying something new you'll be bad at in the beginning. So if you kind of hear this and you say, yeah, but it's it, it, like, I can't just drop all these standards. It's going to be really hard for me to show up and not think I need to do this with excellence and to do it right. If you struggle with this whole idea of needing to be perfect, it's not always something that's easy to change on your own. This comes up a lot for me when I get coached. Um, that's because when I have self-criticisms, I'm believing they're true and I'm forgetting that they're not true. And I need somebody else to point that out for me. So it's something I get help with. And then it's something that I can help you with too, so that you'll enjoy life more and you'll go farther in the end. So I want you to know I offer free coaching consultation calls. So just check the show note for details on how to book time for us to chat about these issues so that you can learn how to not be perfect. If you enjoyed this episode, you know other people around you who are struggling to be perfect and making things tough on themselves, share this episode with them. Let them benefit from what I have to say here too. And have an awesome week and I'll see you next time. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want. <laughs>